Tim's News Explosion. 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 Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's Tim's News Explosion on this Monday, the 12th of June, 2023. We are live on the Wilmsfront YouTube channel, the Wilmsfront Odyssey channel. But again, I haven't been able to go live on the Wilmsfront Rumble channel. Went well the first time two weeks ago, but subsequently it just hasn't worked. But I am uploading the replays to Rumble. Uh, so you will still be able to watch the show here, which if you're watching on Rumble, then you are watching on Rumble. And of course, I'm always live on Entropy, uh, which I put into the YouTube live chat. Uh, hello to everyone there, Peak Aussie Men and Palo Conservative Australia. Good to see all the regulars here. It is 8.30 p.m. here in Melbourne, Victoria, on this King's Birthday public holiday where the big freeze at the G is held before the annual King's Birthday AFL game between Melbourne and Collingwood. Uh, so celebrities go down the slide into the ice pool and uh, raises money for motor neuron disease, which former Melbourne coach uh, Neil Danaher is suffering from. He's lived a lot longer than uh, what uh, medical professionals uh, pr uh, predicted. Uh, so this is why, uh, because of, of his, his well, uh, crusade and both his, uh, him enduring the uh, disease is, is why uh, that this has become an, an annual uh, event. So you'll probably notice around Melbourne, the blue and white beanies, that's uh, for the, the big freeze at the G. Uh, now, Melbourne beat Collingwood in the end by four points. It was a thriller. Uh, so Collingwood are not invincible. Uh, it's their second game that uh, they've lost uh, for the year, but they're, they're still top of the, the table. Uh, but uh, the biggest off-field news uh, from the AFL over the weekend is uh, Richmond Tigers player Marlon Pickett. He was arrested and charged with uh, 12 offences uh, related to aggravated burglary, stealing and criminal damage. Uh, so Richmond played Fremantle on Saturday night, which Richmond won. And now the police uh, didn't detain him and, and arrest and charge him until after the game, which I guess the, the, those officers there must have been West Coast Eagles fans if they wanted to, him to, to play and to beat Fremantle. Uh, so he was granted bail uh, this morning, and amazingly, he could play uh, this weekend uh, because uh, Richmond is standing behind him. It said would continue to support 
Marlon and his family while these matters are dealt with. And now he has previously uh, been uh, uh, been uh, sent to to, to prison uh, for uh, he was. He had a record. He has a record of committing similar crimes and served a two and a half year ter jail term around 2010 and 2011. So, even though he's had this history, uh, and despite him facing very serious charges, and uh, the Western Australian Police wouldn't charge him if if they didn't have good evidence so police have alleged uh, that uh, he uh, that uh, that he has uh, stolen from commercial properties more than three hundred and eighty thousand dollars in australian and foreign cu uh, currency uh, they alleged that a camper van was hired in pickett's name which was driven interstate along the way and sums of six thousand and nine thousand were deposited in his bank account given that he's a premiership afl player why why does he need extra money and like i mentioned a few weeks back with uh, the the north melbourne player uh taron thomas who's uh, who's is facing charges of uh revenge porn threatening revenge porn i can't help but think uh, that uh, marlon pickett is being given this leeway support because he's indigenous and now uh, Pickett's uh, lawyer uh, says that uh, as said uh, in his uh, his uh, def defense here that he mentors uh, mentors uh, indigenous uh, indigenous people if I go if I go down here what he is what he, what is what his lawyer said. So it says there, yes. Uh, so his lawyer said he's very, very well thought of by the Richmond Club and the playing group, telling court he was a paid mentor for young Indigenous players at the club. But of course, I, I remember uh, Jordan Dugowie, he was suspended uh, for the, the Collingwood, Collingwood game. There's a, there's a huge uproar because during his uh, three-match uh, suspension uh, for a a high bump in last week's game at uh, West Coast uh, that he's going to allowed to be go overseas again. And remember, there was there, there was demands that Collingwood tear up his his contract because he consensually grabbed a woman's breasts in in Bali. I mean, if that happens again, there'll be probably people saying, "Well, uh, not only should he have have his contract ripped ripped off, ripped up, uh, but death penalty." As well, this is the this is the double standard here. When like, these the, the two players that I've mentioned, they're facing serious criminal charges, yet uh, their supporter continue to be allowed play. Oh, like they give them a chance to re rehabilitation. Uh, but uh, when it comes to uh, Dugowie and of course the other Collingwood player, uh, Jack Jennifer, who well <laughs> engaged in a victimless crime of snorting something it's apparently outrage uh, that uh, that, uh, that that they they haven't hurt they haven't hurt anyone or property but uh, the the usual AFL media uh, per, uh, pearl clutching uh, brigade uh, they immediately want them very serious sanctions now with the well 
of what was formerly the Queen's birthday during the reign of Queen Elizabeth II. It's now the, the King's birthday. And so there is a, a list of, of honours in Australia's honours system, which is announced on the, the King's birthday. Uh, so Barry Humphreys got a posthumous AC, which is the, the highest companion of the Order of Australia, uh, AC. And uh, much was made uh, this year that there was, there was more women uh, who got uh, Order of Australia awards uh, than men. Uh, so, but uh, one of the men who was honoured was uh, Tim Winton, a author whose a lot of his books have been made into Australia's uh, film. And uh, Moya Dodd, a former vice captain of the Matildas, uh, she got an AO for, uh, for being the first woman to join football's governing body, FIFA. And uh, Sydney Lord Mayor Clover Moore uh, got a AO as well, even though she's done so much damage to Sydney with wasting money and bike lanes and all the other inner city annoying policies. And then there were a, a whole bunch of less uh, known, uh, known Australians who got uh, who got uh, Order of, uh, of Australia. So we had here uh, getting an OAM, Eb Ebzenar Banful, uh, who is a recognised for services to African communities and health around Canberra. And then there was Robert Ali, who got an AO for introducing needle exchange programs in South Australia during the HIV epidemic. And now on the COVID, uh, the, 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 COVID, because many of the 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 faces of uh, Australia's COVID response, more like COVID tyranny, have got uh, Order of Australia awards. Uh, but this Australia Day, it was one of the data nerds that got an OAM, uh, which is the the lowest one. That is the if I go up, go up here. Uh, so an OAM is Medal of the Order of Australia. So Anthony McCarley, uh, MIGA, who runs the, the COVID Live website, uh, which uh, puts together, which uh, puts uh, inputs all of the, 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 the COVID data and vaccination data has done over the past three years. He got an OAM, uh, but do you know who didn't? A Victoria's now outgoing uh, Chief Health Officer Brett Sutton, he announced that uh, on Friday he would be resigning on, well, soon uh, to take up a job with the CSIRO uh, as a Director of Health and Biosecurity. He's probably resigning now because, well, the, the Dan Andrews government, uh, they let the pandemic Man, uh, the pandemic declaration lapsed in October last year uh, when the mandatory self-isolation uh, was dropped and so he could no longer give his uh, 
advice about, well, he was always a fan of mask mandates and all sorts of other rules and restrictions. I mean, uh, during uh, Victoria's six lockdowns, uh, during five of them, he mandated outdoor masks, utterly ridiculous. So he probably saw the, the writing on the wall and that uh, he was was no longer getting uh, any any publicity uh, with his uh, COVID commentary and the fact that without any uh, restriction restrictions, the uh, fourth and fifth Omicron uh, waves in Australia have just passed us by uh, with uh, less uh, less deaths. Uh, so that was the 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 wave uh, during the the Christmas period, and even though it's the beginning of winter, the fifth COVID wave is now subsiding. So all those fears about a a COVID and flu uh, twindemic during winter, uh, they're already receding, even though we've just entered winter. And now Brett Sutton was asked if he had uh, any regrets and uh, this was his uh, his response at his last press conference any regrets oh look there's not a, there shouldn't be a person in the world who's been part of the public health response who wouldn't reflect on things that they would do differently things that they regret i'm absolutely no different in that regard uh, we acted with the um, understanding and information that we had at the time with the best of intentions and with an uh, you know, eternally focused eye on protecting the health and wellbeing of Victorians. Um, that was absolutely my view. Um, would I do things differently with the knowledge that I have now, with the understanding we have about the virus, about it, everything to do with it? Absolutely, I would. Um, but my intent was always, always to protect the health and wellbeing of Victorians. I mean, it was pretty obvious earlier on that it was almost impossible uh, to catch the virus outdoors, uh, yet uh, Brett Sutton, he ordered people to be in their homes 22, 23 hours a day and even closed playgrounds, which he now admits uh, was a mistake. Uh, but he says, look, uh, I had well intentions, even though we're still living with the, the aftermath of lockdown restrictions, livelihoods, businesses smashed, uh, mental health, child development still uh, suffering. Uh, but he's, like I said, like he's realised that uh, he's uh, he, he can no longer a uh, promote alarm about COVID and even Monique Ryan has uh, given up uh, with uh, the mask. This was her amongst 80,000 fans at the Carlton Essendon game last night. Again, a maskless selfie at the footy. She said, hope springs eternal. Well, as a Carlton supporter, <laughs> they lost by 34 points. So there's no hope for you as a Carlton supporter. And uh, now I, I'm going to be alert i've been alerted in the chat by monica schmidt who must be uh who must be watching uh from uh france and uh, i know that monica has uh well she's raised a few eyebrows on social media claiming that in world war ii australians fought the communists which australia was allied with uh, the communists in uh world war ii against the nazis and, and communists so i'll go over to entropy um, as so Johnny, the UFO pilot, has sent through seven 
US dollars and so said, greetings, earthlings. I am John from outer space. I have come to dock men's penises and take back to my home planet for ex examination. I've captioned Morgan J. Penis, uh, Jonas, but it looks like I'm too late. Aliens have clearly done that to him. Yes, one of the stereotypes uh, around aliens is that they, they, they conduct anal probes but according to johnny the ufo pilot uh they're more interested in uh if if this is a real ufo pilot they're more interested in the in a certain man's uh front part now there was is also another super chat uh from john smith for three us dollars and uh, he says, Lauren Southern banged Blair Cottrell when she was married. She's a slut. Well, I have no uh, no knowledge of that. I can ask Blair uh, Blair for you if if he if he uh, has ever banged uh, Lauren Southern. Uh, but uh, yeah, that's 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 news to me. Of course, Lauren Southern did a whole one over one hour vlog uh, where she talked about her divorce and aired her dirty laundry, uh, which uh, obviously we heard one side of the story if you decided to to watch it all. Uh, but I'd like to hear the the other side as well. Nobody uh, but the COVID hypochondriacs. A, even mention uh, it, it it's it's hardly mentioned in the community more uh COVID. i mean there's still the the mask zombies uh, which which you'll see <laughs> they'll probably be like that for the the rest of their lives but if someone in your circle gets COVID, it's just like yeah oh well it's guess it's just uh just a uh, like when you got the the cold or flu uh but obviously in the the northern hemisphere it's uh, given it's the the summer of pride i there is a well there could be a potential second wave of monkeypox uh, now it looks like that uh, the monkeypox curve had been uh, flattened uh, because the Gynos Bavarian Nordic vaccine actually worked or so we thought, uh, because there was a cluster of monkeypox, or sorry, mpox cases now, that's the, the new name for it, in the Chicago area, which there's actually a lot of uh, degenerates and uh, degenerate festivals that, uh, that uh, occur in Chicago. Now, we'll move on to what has become, well, a, the biggest uh, scandal uh, to engulf the Albanese government so far and that is that there looks to be a smoking gun that a the then Labour opposition had advanced knowledge of Brittany Higgins uh, rape accusation against Bruce Lehrman and that they uh, uh, to weaponize against the Morrison government to paint them as out of touch with women, misogynistic, that uh, uh, not uh, taking Me Too sexual assault seriously, you name it. And uh, now, 
you'll remember that Linda Reynolds, uh, who was the defense uh, defense minister uh, in 2019, where uh, Bruce Lehman and Brittany Higgins entered the parliament late at night after a night uh, drinking, and both of them were in Linda Reynolds' office for 40, 40 minutes. Uh, Bruce Lehman told Seven News Spotlight last last week uh, that uh, they didn't have sex. I believe that they they did. And now you remember we got access uh, to the uh, well, uh, well, Seven News Spotlight got access to the the CCTV footage from that night where Brittany Higgins, she said that she was annoyed. She told Lisa Wilkinson on the project she was annoyed that they were going to stop by Parliament House and uh, that she was uh, so drunk that uh, she couldn't move. But uh, we saw the, the CCTV footage for ourselves when they were entering the Parliament. Able to make decisions, you know, not blackout drunk. And I know that the CCTV footage shows that. The video of me going through that footage, I had to take off my high heels or something and I was stumbling all over the place. Like I wasn't capable of really even walking through the security system, even myself. Well, she she ran along, skipped along uh, quite excitedly there. Now, Linda Reynolds, she ended up uh, taking mental health leave. And you remember that uh, Brittany Higgins uh, sued her because uh, one of, you'd assume that Linda Reynolds' uh, staffers uh, leaked to the media uh, that Linda Reynolds in her office had called Brittany Higgins a lying cow uh, uh, for claiming that she wasn't supported by her and uh, the, 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 the other members uh, 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 remember that uh, she went to work on for Michaelia Cash, uh, Brittany Higgins for two more years uh, before uh, she quit and uh, did the project interview with Lisa Wilkinson and uh, the article with Samantha Maiden. And so she, at the time, remember, she didn't want to go to the police. She didn't want it to, to, uh, to, get out and she was supported by Linda Reynolds and uh, Michaela Cash like saying like look do you do you want us to have you know do you want to go to the police we'll support you like I'm doing I'm going back in in time here Uh, so Linda Reynolds she ended up uh, settling uh, with uh, Brittany Higgins because it was politically expedient rather than uh, fight it at the time because Scott Morrison uh, was getting smashed by the media for not being empathetic, and because he also or well, let the uh, the let the uh, let the political weaponization, I he got sucked into what a uh, what um, the fact that David Shiraz, uh, as we now know, had uh, been backgrounding a uh, Labour. Uh, friendly people in the Labor Party, particularly the uh, then opposition finance uh, spokeswoman, uh, ACT Senator Katie Gallagher. And so Scott Morrison's office backgrounded against Brittany Higgins because they saw that David Shiraz, a former journalist, was trying to discredit them. But that backfired on the Morrison team. 
I obviously they're in a really difficult political box at the moment to try and uh, fight off uh, this uh, this uh, pl- this uh, political hit job. And Linda Reynolds, uh, when she was before uh, Senate estimates in June uh, two thousand and one, she uh, she uh, let uh, let it uh, be known uh, that uh, she was aware of when uh, when where when when certain people politicians became known of the allegation uh, before. It uh, went into the public do- domain via Lisa Wilkinson and Samantha Maiden. And this is a video from Real Rukshan. And uh, he has been on fire. Uh, what is it? Go- uh, going back to his roots uh, from 2020 when he did these cleverly edited uh, videos here. So this is Real Rukshan's edit of the Senate exchange. A in with the inserts of Brittany Higgins and David Shiraz's texts. I'm going to go now. I know where this started. I'm now going to go to Senator Sheldon and give him the call to return to his questioning. I beg your pardon. No, Jess. Order. No, no, Jess. She's just made an imputation on the on the hand side. I'd like. We'd like to understand what she's just said. You said I know where this started. I know where this started. What do you mean, Senator Wong? If you I really don't think we should be doing this here. But if you want me to do that. Yes, yes, I think. Is I, think. I was told by one of your senators two weeks before um, about what you were intending to do uh, with the story in my office two weeks before. Oh, I had no knowledge of this. Until no one had any knowledge. Okay. I had no we knowledge. Were one of your How dare you? Order. Now we will Talk move. About we will either, yourself. We may suspend if we. No one had any knowledge. Okay. I had no knowledge. We were one of your. How dare you? Order. Now we will Talk move. About we will either. Yourself. We may suspend if we. No one had any knowledge. Okay. I had no knowledge. We were one of your. How dare you? Order. Now we will Talk move. About we will either. Yourself. We may suspend if we. Now, when someone says so aggressively, "How dare you?" They're trying to shut down a someone because they're on. They're onto them about something and so this is they're overcompensating by taking offense how dare you i remember i getting an email once from some hysterical woman uh, saying how fucking dare you and remember there's that catherine tate uh, character uh, the, the 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 man who denies that uh, he's gay and when he's a, when he's accused of being gay he says how very dare you now i'm alerted that there's uh, more super chats uh, from Johnny, the UFO pilot. And so for three US dollars, uh, so US dollars, of course, are worth more uh, worth more in Australian dollars at uh, the current exchange rate. So it's I'll get uh, more, in, more, more in Australian dollars. So thank you to all the super chatters. So Johnny says, Lauren Southern was only probed a few times while married, had nothing to do with the aliens, though. Oh, well, I, it's, I don't know anything about that. I haven't heard that. And then there's another super chat from Johnny, the UFO pilot, for also three USD uh, dollars. What does uh, what does Lauren Southern and Dia Beltran have in common? Both are annoying cunts who can't keep a man and play the victim. There was a lot of victimology in Lauren's one-hour video, and it is sad to see 
supposed uh, anti-feminists, when things don't go their way with with men, uh, then they play the woman card. I mean, we we, we see that uh, in politics as well. When Julie Bishop, she said she wasn't a feminist, but uh, when she only got nine votes to be prime minister, said that, uh, oh, she 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 reminisced about uh, when I was the only woman around the cabinet table and when there was more women uh, who joined me when Malcolm Turnbull was prime minister it was a very different atmosphere. Now on uh, that, uh, that, uh, that topic, uh, bringing us back to the unraveling of Me Too 2.0 uh, with a, uh, not uh, because obviously Post the the Seven News Spotlight, uh, we saw those text messages between Brittany Higgins and her now fiance uh, David Shiraz, which for s- somebody who says they were raped and it's a very traumatic experience, it was a very coordinated war game uh, by them to to make sure that they wanted to inflict maximum damage on. Uh, Scott Morrison. Now, Katie Gallagher, she uh, went to ground for a number of days when it was clear from the text message that uh, David Shiraz had given her the uh, the heads up uh, that uh, something was about to break and she only claimed clean on Saturday. He's always told by one of your senators two weeks before um, about what you were intending to do. Uh, with the story in my office two weeks before. Oh, I had no knowledge of this. Until no one had any knowledge. Okay. I had no we knowledge were one of this. How dare you? Order. Now we will it's move. It's all about we protecting either, yourself. We may suspend if we're going... Did your colleague mislead Paul? No. Well, from that vision, it shows that she clearly did. It did not. In terms of what I knew, I was aware of some allegations in the days leading up to... Uh, the choice of Ms Brittany Higgins to make those allegations public. No one had any knowledge. Okay. I had no we knowledge one of this. How t- dare you? Order. Now we will it's move. It's all about we protecting will yourself. We may suspend if we're going so to... You were correspond- so you were corresponding with uh, Mr Shiraz? Uh, Mr Shiraz provided me with information. I think we've seen that in the paper in the last couple of days. Uh, I did nothing with that information. No one had any knowledge. Okay. I had no we knowledge. Were one of your How dare you? Order. Now we will it's move. All about we protecting will either, yourself. We may suspend if we're going. Well, from that vision, it shows that she clearly did. It did not. Exactly. Have what allegations were you made aware of? Uh, look, the, that there were, that there was going to be some um, public reporting that a, a young woman making serious allegations about events that had occurred in a minister's office were going to become public. I was given some information. I did nothing with that information. I've been clear. I've been honest. And that was another fantastic edit from Real Rukshan. And last night, uh, Kayleigh Katie Gallagher, when she arrived at Canberra Airport, because there's a sitting week, even though she's an ACT senator, she was like so. Canberra is the same city. She must have been somewhere, somewhere else in the the country uh, for finance minister things. Uh, she was greeted at the airport by an Australian uh, uh, newspaper reporter and uh, pressed further about because she's denied misleading Parliament. 
On Saturday morning, you said you were aware of some details of Brittany Higgins' rape allegations. No, but this is this is different. Um, before, no, but you said you were you said you were aware of uh, Brittany Higgins' rape allegations before they were made public. But you still maintain you did not mislead the Senate, despite saying, "quote No one has." No, but you said no one had any knowledge. No one has had any knowledge. That is a very clear statement. It's impossible to interpret that in any other way. I refer you to the statement because I have addressed that. How can you say that you didn't mislead Senate when your exact words were, no one had any knowledge? Look, I've addressed this in the statement. You haven't addressed it, Senator. I have. No, you haven't. How? Well, let's stop and talk I about have. it then. Why would I do that? Well, I, I don't understand how you can say that well, you um, didn't mislead the Senate. Thanks, there is a statement but this Senator, morning. I don't understand how you can say that you didn't mislead the Senate when your exact words were, no one had any knowledge. It's very, very clear. Gee, what a bitchy, mean girl. And uh, that was uh, one of the Daily Telegraph uh, newspaper headlines. It has a Wong and Gallagher on the front page saying the I mean girls because uh, Katie Gallagher says that when she says nobody had any knowledge, she was, she said, I meant uh, when Linda Reynolds claimed uh, that uh, they knew two weeks beforehand and she was tipped off by one of your senators. Now that Senate, that uh, Senator uh, that uh, Linda Reynolds was referring to was the late Kimberly Kitching. Uh, now, at the time, and this is by Samantha Maiden, who also broke the Brittany Higgins story, is that uh, Kimberly Kitching, uh, in a letter to colleagues uh, dated June 21, 2021, she denied uh, S uh, Senator Reynolds' claims uh, that uh, she said there was a, pl a political plot to embarrass her, because you will remember the reason why the late Kimberly Kitching, who died suddenly in March 2022 at the age of 52, the reason why she referred to uh, Penny Wong, Christina Keneally, and Katie Gallagher as the Mean Girls is because, well, they didn't believe Kimberly Kitching at the time. Uh, her denials that she had tipped off Linda Reynolds that uh, that something was coming. And so the three of them said, that's against the rules and you can't sit with us. And now one of the mean girls, of course, she is uh, not uh, not in the parliament. Uh, Christina Keneally lost her bid to go go to the lower house, parachuted into. Uh, she wanted to be parachuted into the seat of Fowler. She said in the in an interview with the Australian recently that she has finished her political career, which uh, we all breathe a sigh of relief. And now there's a. Another uh, super chat here from John Smith for three US dollars. And these are super chats, so I have to read them out. And uh, he says, Lauren Southern is a dirty whore with a, with a bashed box and no husband. There's certainly a, a lot of strong opinions about uh, Lauren Southern's video. I noticed that uh, the right-wing sisterhood all express sympathy with her, such as Candace Owens, Lauren Chen, and uh, also uh, philosopher K 
Cat and uh, also the the woman from the the Blaze TV, Ali Beth Stuckley. And also uh, Evelyn Ray of Cauldron Pool got a shout out from Lauren Southern and uh, so did uh, Jordan Peterson as well. And now the other uh, big story from last week, which of course is the the Ben uh, the Ben Robert Smith uh, defamation verdict in in the federal court. Now you will recall uh, the Age and other uh, nine media, such as sixty Minutes, went on a victory lap and published story after story, uh, further uh, assassinating Ben Robert Smith's character and and reputation because hey uh what they reported was the judge ruled wasn't defamation so why not just keep kicking him is uh, nick mckenzie is nine and nick mckenzie's logic and now you remember the brereton uh, report now did you know uh, that the brereton uh, report which um so uh, one of uh, so the Brereton report was triggered by a sociologist, uh, believe it or not, uh, Samantha Cromvots. Uh, so an expert on organizational culture. So was commissioned by the Department of Defense in 2015 to produce a report that led to military personnel disclosing claims of unlawful behavior, alleging war crimes. So she's been profiled in the Age newspaper. Uh, so, uh, so Kromvots said Australians should be prepared to hear confronting allegations at possible future criminal trials flying from the Berriton inquiry. And so she's claimed Ben Robert Smith is not necessarily the worst offender, she said, based on hundreds of hours of interviewing Afghan war veterans, including special operations commanders. We've not seen, uh, we've not seen the worst of it, is what I'd say. And so Cromvots uh, uh, has said, if medals are removed, it sends the message that leaders are accountable and responsible for what happens and there is no honour being associated with alleged war crimes. So there you go. Uh, apparently, uh, sociologists, uh, they, uh, uh, they, they, they have been, uh, one, uh, one of them has been uh, one, uh, one of the driving forces uh, behind a, the uh, behind the creation of the Brereton uh, report there, and uh, the ABC last week uh, also reported that uh, Ben Robert Smith he is he is alleged to have uh, killed an imam in Afghanistan as well because. They, they thought, well, it, it's been found not defamatory to accuse him of war crimes. So I guess we can accuse him of another one uh, there. But it's clear that uh, the well, the the readership and re, re, readership, given that well, they have finally uh, stopped their endless articles, uh, the Age, Nine, and the ABC, that uh, they they're probably quite disappointed that uh, the that it's. Uh, that they can't keep pumping out reports that it seems to have been superseded by the uh, the Katie Gallagher Katie Gallagher scandal, which even they've been forced to report. So 
they can't say that this is just a news corp beat up because it was reported by Sherry Markson in the Australian because seven, nine, the ABC, all the media uh, have been asking questions of Katie, uh, Katie Gallagher. Now she's not going to uh, be forced to resign Katie Gallagher. Uh, she's too important to Anthony Albanese. Uh, she she must have something on him to survive uh, this long. Uh, before she was a senator, uh, she was the ACT chief minister from 2011 to, to 2014. But do you understand why Anthony Albanese at the time didn't want an investigation into the Mean Girls after Kimberly Kitching died because it would unveil uh, a, Katie Gallagher had advanced knowledge of uh, of Brittany Higgins' allegation. And Samantha Maiden was an ABC Insiders yesterday, and she said she interviewed Brittany Higgins back in January, which is a whole month before uh, she went public in February. Now let's go to a 2024 U US election update where we where we have Donald Trump indicted again on a, this time it is on having classified documents at here at his Mar-a-Lago home in Florida. So he's been indicted on 37 federal counts. So this is out of the special counsel, Jack Smith's investigation. Uh, and so if he is found guilty, uh, he faces a hundred years in prison, uh, which is just insane. And uh, it's uh, alleged that he uh, bragged on his uh, New Jersey golf course uh, that uh, he had uh, classified documents and that he hadn't uh, declassified them. So uh, there's apparently an audio uh, recorded meeting with a writer, a publisher, and two members of his staff. Yeah, so yeah, apparently he just bragged at his golf course that he had all of these uh, classified documents. Of course, like why should these all of these documents be classified? I mean, this this there's too much that is classified by the the U.S. government. And Mike Pence, you remember, he had classified uh, documents at at, at his uh, residence, but he has been cleared and is now running for president. Uh, he has uh, he has uh, defended Trump, saying like, "Look, none of us should really have these classified documents." But to single out Trump, uh, that is it, it's obvious uh, signs of a political interference. And Ron DeSantis, he has also hit out at uh, the Department of Justice for going after singling out Trump. Now, there is still a special counsel investigation on, uh, on going to Joe Biden's mishandling of classified documents. Remember, there was some at a, the University of Pennsylvania Biden Center. Remember, he was only vice president, like Pence was, when he had classified documents. And remember, also in his garage next to his uh, Corvette. Uh, but remember, Joe Biden said uh, there was nothing to worry about that he had classified documents in his garage. Mr. President, thank you, thank you, Mr. President, Mr. President, okay. classified, classified material next to your Corvette. What were you thinking? Let me, uh, look, I'm going to get a chance to speak on all this, God willing, soon. But as I said earlier this week, people, and by the way, my Corvette's in a locked garage. Okay, so it's not like you're sitting out in the street. So the but anyway, was in a 
Yes, as well as my Corvette. Um, but as I said earlier this week, people know I take classified documents and classified material seriously. I also said we're cooperating fully and completely with the Justice Department's review. As part of that process, my lawyers reviewed other places where documents in my, uh, of, from my time as vice president were stored, and they finished the review last night. They discovered a small number of documents of classified markings and storage areas and file cabinets in my home and my, in my, my, my personal library. This was done in the case of the Biden Penn, this was done in the case of the Biden Penn Center. The Department of Justice was immediately, as was done, the Department of Justice was immediately notified and the lawyers arranged for the Department of Justice to take possession of the document. So you're going to see, we're going to see all this unfold. I'm confident. Thank you very much. Now, I think Biden walked out the right door after that press conference there, because that's one of his biggest issues when finishing a press conference, <laughs> whether whether he's exiting the the right place. He didn't have any handler there to point him to the to the right direction out. Uh, but he said, like, look, it's it's in a locked garage. It's not like they're out on the street. Well, thank heavens for that. But Mar-a-Lago is pretty secure as well. I mean, the residence of the the former president, and obviously, would be extremely secure uh, with private security because of who Trump is as well now joe biden uh, uh, donald trump he uh, hit out at joe biden uh, at his justice department attempt to jail a political opponent at a rally in georgia biden is trying to jail his leading political opponent, an opponent that's beating him by a lot in the polls, just like they do in Stalinist Russia or communist China. No different. And of course, Trump has got a huge bounce in the polls as a result of this indictment. And he could still be indicted over the phone call he had in late 2020 with a Republican Georgian governor, Brian Kemp, saying, you know, I need to find these extra votes. And of course, still indicted over a, the events of, of January 6. And remember, he's already been indicted uh, by Fat Alvin Bragg, the district attorney in Manhattan, over the alleged hush money uh, paid to Stormy Daniels in 2016. It's the same felony charge, uh, I think. 34 times uh, that day of uh, 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 well, not keeping proper business records, falsifying business business records. Now, while we're on the topic of a, of presidential elections, there uh, there was the death this week of 1988 a Republican presidential candidate, uh, Evangelical Pat. Robinson, a co-host of the the 700 Club, died at the age of of 93, and he became quite senile in his old age, but yet still did uh, the 700 Club. And they used to be used to get uh, viewer uh, viewer mail, uh, so people writing Christians writing into him, asking him for advice. And in his old age, he was <laughs> he was uh, pretty 
blunt, a, a blunt uh, with some of the things he said. Uh, this was a Christian man who was who was writing in about uh, he was being mistreated by his wife. This first one comes from Michael, who says, My wife has become a real problem. She has no respect for me as the head of the house. She insults me. She even went as far as stretching her hand to beat me. I've lost my self-confidence. Her words hurt so much, and she refuses to talk through our problems. Please tell me what I can do. Well, you could become a Muslim, then you could beat her. <laughs> but in lieu of that. <laughs> you don't want to go to Saudi Arabia? No, no. Uh, you know, I think she, this man's got to stand up to her, uh, and he can't let her get away with this stuff. And, uh, you know, I don't know, I don't think we condone wife beating these days, but something's got to be done to, to make not her. physically, but I mean, why would she not want to talk through their problems? That's well, so unlikely. she is just totally, uh, well, she's rebellious. The chances are she was rebellious with her father and mother. She's a rebellious child, and she doesn't want to submit to any authority. And she probably had temper tantrums when she was a kid, and you know, you know, the little girl, I hate you, I hate you, and she wants to slap her father. Well, that's the same kind of thing. She's just, she's transferred the father. Now, she might, oh, I hate to say everything's got to be some psychological counseling, but, you know. Well, no, but I think you need some, a third party here. Yeah, definitely. But that's the problem. She does not understand authority. When she was growing up, nobody made her behave. And now you've got a 13-year-old and a 30-year-old woman's body and she is acting like a child. Yeah. Now, what do you do with that? You can't divorce her according to the scripture. And so I say, <laughs> move to Saudi Arabia. <laughs>
on those who contributed to the the system that warped his what uh, destroyed his mind and we also tonight a it is being reported the the death of former indian uh, sorry italian prime minister uh, silvio berlusconi who his party was is part of uh, current italian prime minister Giorgia maloney's government so silvio berlusconi was 86 he was the original uh trump a billionaire uh philanderer a, a quite a, a eccentric and uh, entertaining figure. I mean, he was the longest serving Italian uh, post-war prime minister. Of course, he was uh, famous <laughs> famous for his uh, bunga bunga parties. And even uh, when he was meeting female world leaders, he, he checked them out. Uh, Angela Merkel, I uh, gave her the top down, even uh, Julia Gillard. So those were the the high profile deaths of the the past week, and now uh, Joe Biden, he uh, uh, he decided to deck the White House with rainbow flags. So this this was uh, his tweet today: "The People's House, your house, sends a clear message to the country and to the world. America is a nation of pride." Uh, is it the people's house? Because when a, a, a number of people ter, uh, turned up to, well, the, the People's Congress, uh, a lot of them were e put in, to in solitary confinement uh, without, without charge uh, for over a year. Some are serving ridiculously long sentences of a decade there. Uh, now, this user, uh, Isa, uh, Lomili summed it up well. Historically, a flag is flown over an area as a way of signaling that a said territory has been conquered. Now we know this White House and the country have been conquered. There is no more land left to take. And it has been noted that Joe Biden, when he decked the White House with rainbow flags, there wasn't the US flag there, which is actually, that's that's against the law. There's always got to be the, the US, US flag flying at the White House. Uh, but uh, of course, because it's Joe Biden, he'll probably get, uh, get away with it. And uh, in his speech, he gave a special shout out to transgender uh, children. And uh, he also uh, 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 talked about uh, some other uh, trans people. As commander in chief, I was proud to have ended the ban on transgender Americans, transgender Americans serving in the United States military. Transgesters. Now, you could call drag queens transgesters. I mean, drag drag queens they're adult ent entertainers who, well, they uh, perform very uh, prov uh, provocative and hypersexualized routines in 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 these uh, outrageous uh, costumes. And uh, there is one group of drag queens who are the the sisters of perpetual indulgence who as the the name suggests is uh, designed to mock christianity uh, in particular catholic uh, sisters so they were invited by the los angeles dodgers baseball team to their pride night now there was backlash they were uninvited 
and then there was backlash to that. So they were invited. And uh, a Democrat congressman, uh, Scott Weiner, you might remember him, he lowered the penalty uh, for underage sodomy in California honored uh, one of the sisters of perpetual indulgence at uh, the California State Capitol in Sacramento. So proud of uh, Sister Roma and her work uh, in the community, and I'm proud of California for standing strong uh, in, uh, to support uh, LGBTQ people as our community is under assault uh, in the rest of the country. Sister Roma went on to say it's an incredible honor to have been nominated. She says being recognized not only means a lot to her, but the LGBTQ community at large. Now, there is a bill before the the Californian, I'm not sure if it's called, uh, oh, it's called the State Assembly. Uh, so it's called... Uh, AP 957, if, uh, so it has passed the California State Assembly and has undergone amendments in the State Senate, and that, uh, that bill would charge parents who don't affirm transgenderism with child abuse. Now, we basically have this law in Victoria uh, where uh, Parents can be charged if they don't affirm uh, their child's gender. They can be deemed to be practicing conversion uh, therapy under the Andrews government's uh, conversion therapy uh, ban. And so, well, like uh, what happens with a lot of Victorian first laws, it's now spread to the biggest and most popular, uh, well, most populous state, I, sh I should say, in uh, the, the USA. And now also uh, during, uh, during the week in, in California, because there is a, there, there is pushback against uh, the, all of the crime degeneracy that uh, is now pervading both San Francisco, Los Angeles, California, at large. Antifa decided that they would uh, uh, they would come and intimidate and attack uh, some Armenian American parents who turned uh, who, who turned out to a Glendale uh, school board meeting because they don't want their children to be taught about gay sex. Uh, they uh, they chanted leave our kids alone. And uh, they they weren't a pushover for Antifa. It reminded me of when the community uh, community action for rainbow rights in Sydney they fucked around and found out uh, by protesting outside the Belfield Church in Sydney and got uh, greeted by five hundred Maronite uh, Christian Catholic men who chanted "Leave our kids alone." You'll see you'll. You, with this chant, leave our kids alone, it's clearly they, what that means is that, look, you can do what you want in private, but leave our kids alone. They're not chanting death to the faggots. That's not what they're chanting. Yet, apparently, it's considered homophobic uh, if you don't want uh, children uh, to, be, <laughs> to, to be subjected to graphic gay sex education. And uh, Andy No of the, the Post 
millennial who's actually gay himself he has the the rainbow flag in his twitter bio the the normal rainbow flag not that hideous uh, uh pride progress flag you well you, you you can probably guess uh what he uncovered about one of the glendale antifa protesters a lot of immigrant families are not really that politically involved mm. but when it comes to things that they view as a red line i think family and children is that issue for them. Oh, 100%. I mean, look, parents will jump in front of a bullet for their kids. So, But you tweeted out about that brawl outside of California with the Armenian families this week. You said Antifa member Eric Boyd, who was involved in the brawl, has a prior arrest related to a felony, child sex crimes, and assault with a deadly weapon. I, it, you said it's honestly sickening to watch. These people, are they being, you know, choreographed and bust into these things to, to to incite these things? Because it appears like the parents were there to peacefully protest, make their voices heard. And these other uh, agitators, let's say, like the gentleman you tweeted about, gentleman, the guy you tweeted about, it, were there in you know, riot gear. So SoCal Antifa put out a call to protest, they say, against the Armenian-American families. And any time that you have an Antifa cell putting out a dog whistle for the comrades to come, come in numbers, that means a call to violence, which mm -hmm. is exactly what happened. You had people dressed up in riot gear and wearing helmets. Why would you need to be dressed up for battle outside of a protest of a school board? You don't, unless you're prepared to violent, for violence. I see that Wolfman's blunt razor said, sending Kyle. Well, Kyle Rittenhouse, he's training to be a pilot a so next up maybe here he, he, he'll be uh dropping a a bomb on antifa hq obviously a director to uh lawfully uh by a proper uh <laughs> proper u.s government uh, but it certainly wouldn't be a lockheed martin uh, missile since they are marching in a pride parade lockheed martin the weapons manufacturer and the meme comes through that uh, the u.s now bombs uh, foreign countries with rainbow colored <laughs> rainbow colored weapons so there you go uh, so now this uh, disgusting antifa creep Eric James Boyd, he actually uh, wasn't prosecuted uh, for uh, the uh, for the, the success. Well, it was dropped the the charge of engaging in sexual contact with a child under fourteen years old, uh, but he uh, did plead uh, guilty uh, to assault with a deadly weapon after pleading no contest. After three years of probation, Boyd had the assault assault conviction expunged. So, what is that we we just covered Scott Weiner. Uh, he has lessened the penalty uh, for underage sodomy if they get charged at all. Uh, now, going up the the, the west coast, uh, things aren't aren't that that better. So, up in uh, Seattle, uh, the U.S. state of Washington, so a female-only nude spa in Washington state has been forced to give biological males access to its facilities following a unsuccessful legal battle against the Washington State Human Rights Commission. So the Olympus Spa it could not constitutionally prevent biological males from being naked with women. Uh, so 
it found that a business discriminated against a trans-identified male and ordered the owners to change their policy except those who simply call themselves female. So the man, the uh, uh, post-millennial of misgenders, her haven, Wilvich first submitted his complaint in 2020 after being fused entry on the grounds his male genitalia were still uh, present. Uh, so that is that is her there. Now, I don't I don't know what it is. Like obviously, this is a disgusting ruling. Uh, but what is it about U.S. culture that uh, that uh, when they go to spas or gyms that uh, they, that in the in the in the change rooms and that they just all strip off naked and shower in front of each other? Like we're a lot more modest here in Australia, there is no way that I would shower naked in a public uh, men's change room. I mean, I'm not even comfortable with like whipping it out at a urinal. Yet from a young age, are you like uh, boys and girls, they're, well, they're, they're forced to shower uh, naked with their, with their own gender. Uh, but that's still a very, you know, that, that would still be very, uncomfortable and of course now that we're seeing uh trans women a, 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 a be granted access to women's areas uh you have uh trans women uh sharing uh, with their penis showing there was a a trans woman in ohio who got off an indecent exposure charge uh, sh uh sharing at a at a ymca naked uh because the the judge ruled uh, that she was too fat for her penis to be visible. Now, the, these all, all of this news is something uh, for uh, the aliens uh, to <laughs> to examine uh, while they're while they're here, because they 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 apparently were walking this earth. Uh, there was a UFO that landed in Las Vegas and uh, was uh, spotted by a Hispanic family. Aliens were spotted walking in their, their backyard, and they reported it to 911. This is a, a local Los, uh, Las Vegas affiliate, news affiliate, uh, with their uh, report. And uh, they also include the, the police body cam of the uh, suspected UFO uh, crashing or landing. It's almost midnight on May 1st when a Las Vegas Metro police officer's body cam catches this, something flashing low in the sky. 911 emergency. Minutes later. There's a, there's like an eight-foot person beside it and another one's inside and it has big eyes and looking at us and it's still there. Someone calls 911 reporting two large figures in their backyard. Oh, no, I'm so nervous right now. The 8 News Now investigators obtaining another officer's video as he's sent to the Northwest Valley home. I have butterflies, bro. Everyone saw a shooting star. Then these people say there's aliens in their backyard. By now, it's more than an hour after that bright light. Officers meeting up with the caller and his family. What'd you see? It was like a, it was like a 
like a big creature. A big creature? Yeah, like a long ten feet tall. I'm not going to BS you guys. One of my partners said they saw something fall out of the sky too, so that's yes. why I'm kind of curious. Did you see anything land in your backyard? Or they see like a big. That's what they say. They see like a big, uh, like a big something with light. What I saw right now, I do believe in it. A police walk into the backyard to investigate, but Metro blacked out that part of the video because it's considered private property. What's clear? They're taking this call seriously. Hey, this might sound like a really dumb question, but did you guys see anything fall out of the sky? Asking others what they yes. saw. Uh, I would normally discount it as nothing. However, um, seeing as one of my partners said they saw it too, only reason I'm actually investigating it further. That investigation turning up no concrete answers as of Wednesday. Whatever or whoever fell into that yard, long gone within minutes. Oh, hey. If those, if, those, if those nine foot beings come back, don't call us, all right? Deal with it yourself. That, I ain't dealing with that. <laughs> so, yeah, this is quite weird, Brian was saying, during, as we're watching this story. Now, we've been in, been in contact with the family in that video, and as you heard in that 911 call, they seem very reasonable mm -hmm. and honestly quite scared, as you heard them in the call. No, um, it, they don't seem impaired in any way. And whatever crashed by the time the police got there was gone. But sources say that there's really no dispute. Something was in their yard. Exactly what? We do not know. Now, uh, one of the, uh, the the members of that Hispanic family, he's, he looks about 18, 19. He's done a, a vlog on YouTube uh, discussing what he saw. Uh, now, Michael Knowles at the uh, over at the the Daily Wire, he's he said, "Did you guys hear about the ten foot tall aliens that some guys who apparently don't own cell phones definitely saw in their backyard?" And now, in response, one of the the U.S. biggest UFO believers, fellow uh, Daily Wire host Matt Walsh, uh, s uh, replied, "Sorry if they wanted to just experience the moment without taking a bunch of pictures for Twitter likes. We constantly complain that people are on their phones too much and taking too many selfies, and then one guy decides not to use his phone when ten foot aliens land in his backyard, and suddenly it's hey, ho hey, why didn't he take a picture? Ridiculous. Now, if your home is being invaded by aliens like some people they're not going to think oh i should go and film this so it's like you might be just in in too much in too much shock too much too much fear matt walsh did a a 15 minute segment uh, on uh, ufos he also did a a segment on apple's nerd uh, goggles even though matt walsh he gets his reach through technology uh, he does, but he, he still believes we spend too much time on our phones and uh, that Apple's nerd goggles are ridiculous uh, for, they're going to be over 5,000 Australian dollars. Uh, Matt Walsh's uh, 15 minute uh, UFO uh, segment uh, was based on that uh, Ross Coulthart, an Australian uh, journalist who's done two, at least two UFO uh, special investigations for Seven News Spotlight. Uh, he, he his interview uh, with an intelligent U.S. intelligence wishawild, David Gersh, aired on News Nation, which is a, a fledgling cable news channel. And so uh, this is a portion of the interview. Uh, the full uh, the, the full interview is up on uh, News Nation's YouTube channel. When you say crash retrieval, what do you mean? Uh, these are retrieving non-human origin uh, technical vehicles, you know, call it spacecraft, if you will. Uh, it's probably not the right parlance, but 
uh, no kidding, non-human, exotic origin vehicles that have either landed or crashed. We have spacecraft from another species. We do, yeah. How many? Quite a number. Now, he provided no document proof uh, because it's classified. Uh, so it was all secondhand information. So, but it, the News Nation was uh, eager to, to, to state that his credentials have been verified and that he's very well respected. And there's other intelligence analysts who have vouched for him. Uh, it's long been uh, suspected uh, that uh, the U.S. government has uh, reverse engineered uh, crashed UFOs. And uh, just uh, this this month, or at the end of last month, NASA uh, held its, uh, its first public uh, UFO uh, team meeting. So it's apparently 5% of unidentified aerial phenomena UAPs can't be explained. And so the purpose of this NASA task force is to get more data, do more analysis to see if they can explain the last 5%. Uh, now, I stole the, the, the name of tonight's program uh, from a meme by uh, Luke Radowski, who put out the, the 2023 Alien versus Predator uh, poster. Uh, with uh, obviously the aliens being the aliens and Joe Biden being their predator. That was when a, the US military was shooting down all these uh, UFOs, which turned out to be weather balloons, which obviously was a bit, it was a, it was a big letdown. Like I, I am because, well, I've watched all of the X-Files, which um, the tagline, like uh, Fox Mulder has the poster, I want to believe. I think I'm one of those people. Like, I believe it's it's almost impossible to, for us to be completely alone in this universe. And given just how of a disappointment humanity has been these past three years, I'd welcome uh, some uh, for other form of intelligent life entering this planet uh pico's says et themed drag queen story hour when yeah they'll probably be blinded by the the rainbows uh roaming ro ro uh, roaming around because they're they're in they're, they're in the uh the u.s during pride month they're like ah oh, these blinding rainbows everywhere i mean that 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 could that could uh uh, th that could be quite uh, damaging to them. Who knows? We have no idea. Uh, and Matt Walsh, um, he could he, he he could find out that an alien race maybe has seventy six genders. I mean, but obviously, when it comes to uh, when it comes to well, not just uh, humanity, but uh, but uh, animals on this planet uh, as well, there's only two genders. Now, let's uh, go over to the UK, where former British Prime Minister Boris Johnson, uh, uh, after the Commons Privileges uh, Committee that was investigating his uh, Partygate fines, uh, was going to recommend uh, suspending him from Parliament. He uh, decided, look, I've had enough of this witch hunt. I'm out of here. Screw you. So he... He has is now resigning uh, from the House of Commons with immediate effect, which will trigger a by-election in his London constituency of Uxbridge and South 
Rizlip. And also uh, going with him, uh, Nadine Doris, a former Culture Secretary, uh, her constituency's mid Bedfordshire, and uh, Nigel Adams, uh, another Boris loyalist from Selby and Ainsley. Uh, so they have uh, resigned, a, it seems in part, uh, because uh, their peerages have been revoked, uh, peerages to the House of Lords in their in the 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 prime minister's honors honors list and so everybody's denying that their names were were were, ta were, were taken off everyone no nobody is taking responsibility for that although nadine doris she was basically a part-time mp anyway she uh, she is uh hosting uh, doing some hosting over on talk tv and uh, obviously she was a, a massive Bor uh, Boris loyalist, though as culture secretary, she first introduced that horrific, uh, that, uh, that uh, horrific uh, internet uh, regulation uh, bill, which will end free speech uh, on the internet, the online safety bill. And uh, we already saw with the, 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 the UK's lockdown files, how uh, the UK government got got uh, the social media companies to take down posts critical of lockdown. Now, of course, Boris Johnson, he, uh, he, he admit there were many disappointments uh, from him as prime minister, m uh, most notably uh, going along with the, the COVID narrative uh, for two years, even though <laughs> personally, he didn't seem to believe it since he was partying uh, and so he didn't really uh, fear the virus as as much as uh, he and Chris Whitty were telling people to be afraid. And uh, so this uh, will be, like I'm calling it now, the results will be devastating uh, for uh, the ruling uh, Conservative Party, now led by Rishi Sunak. I mean, he is a, a lame duck prime minister. Labor is so far ahead in the polls, and uh, Sakir Starmer, the, the the Labor opposition leader, uh, he is now trying to reassure the British public that he's going to be a safe safe pair of hands. Uh, he's now promoting Blairism, saying that he'll have Blairism on steroids if Labor wins the next election, which is basically he's wanting to bury uh, 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 Corbyn Easton socialism for for good, that we're going to go with Tony Blair's third way, social democracy, uh, that uh, we're not going to a, bring back a, a socialist nation. I mean, Sakir Starmer is certainly an improvement on Jeremy Corbyn. I mean, he presents well. He, like, obviously, I don't, he's not going to be good for Britain, but he is, he, he's been good at saying, look, I'm going. I'm going to end this conservative shit show after 14 years because the general elections next year, and the adults are going to be back in charge, and we're going to have a, a stable, stable government. Sort of the the Albanese uh, Albanese approach. Like remember, Albanese said he would govern like Bob Hawke. Instead, he's more drinking like Bob Hawke. And also, in the last 24 hours, former uh, Scottish First Minister Nicola Sturgeon was arrested and then released without charge. She was questioned over the missing £670,000 
that uh, that have gone missing uh, from the Scottish independence uh, referendum fundraising, which seemed to, well, allegedly have been siphoned off to the Scottish National Party. Uh, Nicola Sturgeon's husband, Peter Morell, was the Scottish National Party as CEO. Uh, so this is why Nicola Sturgeon uh, quit, because she knew and definitely the the police like they wouldn't they they would they would not uh arrest detain question a former first minister of one of the devolved governments unless they had sufficient sufficient grounds there i mean it's good to see uh, actually in the uk their misappropriation of funds is is actually being properly investigated i mean we could have uh, I'd like we'd like some of that here in Victoria, and uh, I'm sure that a lot of Americans would like that when it comes to the the Biden family and their dealings with Ukraine and uh, the Chinese as well. Now, uh, moving on to uh, the ITV this morning, uh, Philip Schofield scandal, and uh, now. Obviously, Philip Schofield, I updated you last week, he claims that he's the victim and that he never groomed uh, the, the, the young runner and that he feels suicidal and it's just something that, uh, that happened. And I, th you know, I think that I can come back to TV and see he's having a rehabilitation. He's a longtime co-host. Remember, they were, they were good friends until they fell out. Holly Willoughby, she returned to this morning and her opening statement was an absolute masterclass at pretending to be a empathetic, caring person relatable to the audience. I mean, she probably deserves an award for this. Right, deep breath. Firstly, are you okay? I hope so. It feels very strange indeed sitting here without Phil. And I imagine that you might have been feeling a lot like I have, shaken, troubled, let down, worried for the well-being of people on all sides of what's been going on and full of questions. You, me and all of us at this morning gave our love and support to someone who was not telling the truth, who acted in a way that they themselves felt that they had to resign from ITV and step down from a career that they loved. That is a lot to process. And it's equally hard to see the toll that it's taken on their own mental health. I think what unites us all now is a desire to heal for the health and well-being of everyone. I hope that as we start this new chapter and get back to a place of warmth and magic that this show holds for all of us, we can find strength in each other. And from my heart, can I just say thank you for all of your kind messages and thank you for being here this morning. Myself, Josie, Derma, Alison, Craig, and every single person that works on this show We'll continue to work hard every single day to bring you the show that we love. So, on that note, Josie, come here, that? come here, you bring it in, bring it thank in. You. Thank you, thank you. I need Josie Cardle. Oh. Thank you, thank you, thank you. All we can do now is be the family that we are. Exactly, you know. exactly. I mean, see how well this was scripted and how well she delivered it. Like, and obviously including the uh, including the audience saying we're all one big family like obviously she's probably never met <laughs> hardly any of the the audience and now uh katie hopkins uh, she uh, she decided to 
uh, to recreate a Holly Willoughby's a monologue. Uh, <laughs> she comes up with these all of these brilliant nicknames uh, for politicians and uh, celebrities about, well, a what Holly Willoughby's statement was really communicating. <laughs> okay i hope so because we need to make this about you not us because we're really in the shit at the moment i imagine you've been feeling a lot like me i'm just going to check my script to see how i've been feeling i've been feeling shaken troubled let down and worried for the well-being of people on all sides about what's been going on and full of questions and that's why i'm dressed up like this like a school mum with a high button neck, no boobies on show today because this is serious and I have questions. You see, you, me and all of us at this morning gave love and support to someone who was not telling the truth. You, me and all of us. See, we're one team. He's not. He acted in a way that they themselves, see, he's not our team. He's they themselves. Really good scripting behind this. They themselves felt that they had to resign from TV and step down from a career that they loved, but not as much as they loved bombing the runner. That's a lot to process, it surely is. And it's equally hard to see the toll that it's taken on his mental health. Because by calling this out, what we're saying is, if you talk about Phil from now on, you basically killed him. So this is a very good media strategy. I think what unites us now, you, me, and everybody at ITV, including the bosses who don't want to be in the shit, which is why I'm here, is a desire to heal for the health and well-being of everybody, particularly my boss, Martin Frizzell. And look how united we are. Piers Morgan, Dan Walker, even Jeremy Clarkson, speaking from the same ITV script because they have future shows at ITV to protect. I hope that as we start this new chapter, see, we're turning the page, we're moving on, we're leaving this in the past, good scripting again, we're turning the chapter we can get back to a place of warmth and magic that this show holds for all of us, particularly those of us who've known about this all along, but aren't so happy now that it's been found out. And we can find strength in each other, just as Phil found strength in Matthew. And from my heart, can I just say from my script, thank you for all of your kind messages. And thank you for being here at this morning with me and Josie. You'll notice no one else wanted to be on the show at the moment, but mostly thank you for helping me and my powerful exec husband and Kevin and Martin Frizzell cover up the grooming inappropriate affair and destruction of a young man's life. As Bayeki said, this guy came out as gay and left his wife and was applauded, I remember. Well, it was a cover because he didn't want his grooming to come out. So he decided to come out after 30 years of marriage. That's uh, this uh, struggle that he'd had with his sexuality. And, well, it was lauded as an achievement for Phil Schofield because, like I said, covering up for something, he tried the, the Kevin Spacey defence, I now, ch or deflection, I now choose uh, to live as a gay man. And Katie Hopkins, as you know, I interviewed her on my Wilmsfront program in 2020. She is an absolute 
nice down to earth woman in in real life as well i mean obviously she has the reputation as the biggest bitch in britain but she was so lovely interviewing uh, it's one of the highlights of uh of my time at uh, at the unshackled and as you can see she is utterly utterly hilarious and uh, katie hopkins uh, she also has done another video recently uh because uh, it's that time of year again june is the beginning of the british summer and oh my god it gets warm and so uh, the uk health security agency along with the met office has issued code ambers uh, for certain certain areas of britain and uh, code yellows as well so the yellow alerts issued were escalated to amber because it got over 30 degrees and uh, so the yellow uh, yellow amber alerts uh, for i think if it gets in the, the high 20s and a red alert is of course if it's a catastrophic gets over to 40 degrees because uh, oh my god it, it it's obviously a global warming planet frying if it gets hot during summer like it did last year and people don't know how to take care of themselves if it's really warm you need to tell them to drink water to, to find shade and uh, this is why uh, the labor uh, uh, labor mayor of london uh Sadiq khan he's uh, saving the planet uh, by expanding his ules zone uh, so that is the ultra low emission zone to the to all of london which if you have a a car which doesn't meet certain eu emission standards i mean it's really simple to to understand here uh sadiq khan logic so <laughs> there are uh, range rovers and roadsters which are ules compliant and then there's smaller cars such as the citron and polo which aren't compliant and so you to if you live and work in london and you don't have a ules comp uh, compliant car you'll be hit with a 12 uh, 12 pound 50 pence daily charge and uh, you remember a previous uh, Katie Hopkins video as well. She was disgusted at uh, all of the, the vandalism that is happening to the ULES zone cameras. Uh, now, Sadiq Khan, during his uh, consultation uh, for the, uh, to, uh, when, bring, when expanding the, the ULES zone, uh, out of London businesses, 80% opposed. Out of London employees, 80% opposed. Visitors to London, 75% opposed. Black cab drivers, 90% opposed. But hey, we're going to do it anyway because, yeah, we also, this is part of the 15-minute the, the cities agenda and also to deter people uh, from ooh, driving long distances, be reliant on government public transport to, to get around. I mean... <laughs> Imagine if they tried to do this in in Melbourne. Well, the public transport system is was was ground to a halt uh, this King's uh, King's long weekend because Dan Andrews is tearing up Glen Huntley Station uh, to uh, to remove the level crossing and uh, also closing the 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 one of the the, the Western Rail corridor because of his Westgate Tunnel. 
you certainly couldn't get away with something like this in uh, Australia, uh, but it's apparently, apparently it is, you can get away with it in the UK. Sadiq Khan faces re-election in 2024. We shall see uh, how popular he is, Ulez. And this is something that uh, the Rishi Sunak government and Boris Johnson before him, they've done nothing to veto the London Ulez zone. I mean, they're more than happy to to veto Nicola Sturgeon's gender ID. Oh, but we can't touch the the ULEZ zone. And uh, Rishi Sunak, he is uh, still housing migrants coming across the the, the English Channel. Uh, but they're they're not happy that they're they're having to uh, share rooms. And so a local migrant hotel caved into migrant demands that uh, apparently was unsafe or to a room policy and uh, apparently having migrants stay in uh, barracks that's apparently inhumane uh, as well so Rishi Sunak is is not stopping the boats and also a the continuation of the of the suppression of free speech in the UK continues under his uh, under his uh, reign even though he he tries to say, well, I stunning and brave things like women don't have penises. Uh, Caroline Farrow uh, on Twitter, uh, she, uh, she got a, what is, what is called a stalking, uh, uh, the Surrey police are seeking a stalking protection order against her, placing extreme limitations on her freedom, citing repeated misgendering. Uh, so she was visited by police in October last year. And so she had her digital devices seized, including her husband's work devices and a tablet her autistic son used during homeschooling. She has launched a civil case against the police. Uh, so this, a, this stalking protection order requires Miss Ferry to report to her offending manager should she change her address, acquire any new electronic devices or a new SIM card. I mean, that's just insane, even though she's... Like this, like we've heard about uh, the intervention order that uh, that Kiralee Smith has got in Australia, uh, but that's still like Kiralee Smith is still able to post online. She's just not allowed to talk about the person who's taken out the intervention order on her. Dawn Brown has said, you, Les, why did they have to use the, the U? Ultra low emission zone. Yeah, why not just call it low emission, emission zone? Because that would that be Les. Now, another place uh, where there is a lack of free speech, and there were lots of uh, speech police arrests during the COVID pandemic, was Germany. And, uh, well, a, when you have a, a government which is, uh, is suppressing its citizens, it's not surprising, and particularly that, uh, well, G- Germany under Angela Merkel, she invited all of these, uh, ma- all of these illegal migrants into Germany. Uh, German voters, according to the latest poll, are now turning uh, to the Nationalist Party, Alternative for Deutschland, who are growing more and more a hardline nationalist or far-right, as the media calls. They are at 20% in the latest poll nationally. And in East Germany, they are number one, polling 32%, even above 
the Christian Democrat Union, Angela Merkel's party, and uh, the ruling uh, senior coalition partner, Social Democratic Party, led by Olev Schultz there. Uh, so the AFD is promising to, well, make Germany great again. And Germany doesn't have a federal election due until 2025, uh, but certainly there is pushback uh, against how the Germans have been oppressed for so many years. All right, that brings me to the end of another Tim's News Explosion. Uh, remember to subscribe here on YouTube, on Odyssey, and on Rumble. A like, leave a comment down below because that all helps with the, the algorithm. Remember, uh, thank you everyone for the super chats tonight. Uh, but if you want to uh, support the Unshackled in another way, you can take out a premium membership, $5 bronze per month, silver $10 per month, gold $25 per month, and platinum $50 per month. I'll be back next Monday, uh, same time, 8.30 p.m. Melbourne time on the Wilms Front channels for another Teams News Explosion. I'll be recording new reports from Tiger Mountain with Richard Wollstonecroft later in the week, so there'll be fresh reports. The Unshackled.net has your Unshackled Productions archives and articles. Make sure that uh, you follow me and The Unshackled on Telegram, Minds, and Gab. And also, I have my own account on Getter and Donald Trump's Truth Social as well. I post all the updates about when shows are and when there's new content on the, on the Unshackled as well. And just to finish off, uh, do you think I'm due for a haircut? Because I feel my hair is getting quite out of control. So it's, uh, I have to put a lot of product in it before, before the show. Otherwise, it will go all, <laughs> all over. So let me know in the, the comments that uh, uh, while I end the show, because I do read your comments, so when I end the show, uh, whether I should get a haircut or not. Thank you so much again for your comments and support, and I will see you again next, next show. Stay safe, stay sane, stay free, stay healthy, uh, stay warm. We are finally going to get a warm summer with uh, El Nino finally coming, ending the El Nino wet, uh, but that probably means we'll get red alert uh, heat warnings during this 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 summer so i'm already counting down to to, to this summer uh so we'll, we'll we'll get through this this winter first though so stay warm and also stay happy uh as well amongst all the madness clown world good night everybody tim's news explosion tim's news explosion tim's news explosion Tim's News Explosion. Tim's News Explosion. Tim's News Explosion. Tim's News Explosion. Tim's news explosion.